At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The Chicago Bulls start their week off with a much-needed comeback victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. We're going to talk a little bit about that win. How Ayo DeSumo stepping up big time as a starter for the Chicago Bulls. Dalen Terry's progression and finding a way to impact games. And we're going to look a week, look at the week ahead, plus the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host there, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. And first up, the Chicago Bulls defeated the New Orleans Pelicans last night uh, in a comeback victory. And that was that was the most important thing. When you look at it, the Bulls had a comeback from a 12-point deficit late in the third quarter to get a 114-106 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. And that was just the way that the Bulls played this game, I think, is really the determining factor, really kind of what separated this game in a lot of ways for the Chicago Bulls is that a lot of times when the Bulls, like, there were several double-digit runs that the Pelicans went on, the Bulls went on to kind of keep that game even. But when the Pelicans went on that, that last run in the third quarter, that's usually when the Bulls would have kind of not really been able to rally back as a team. We saw this team still dig down defensively and really create themselves more opportunities and not go away. They started chipping away at that lead, got it down to eight got it down uh, to that, and then they eventually took that lead and did not let it go. And this was a game that really, that that identity we want to see the Chicago Bulls build, we got to see that uh, full force in yesterday's game. And also the balance attack as well. When you look at it, DeMar DeRozan, 24 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds in this game. Nikola Vucevic with 22 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists. Io with 21 points, 8 assists, 3 steals, 3 three-pointers made as well, all important. Kobe White overcame a slow start for 16.7 rebounds, three assists, and two steals, making some key buckets down the stretch for the Chicago Bulls to really help change that momentum for the Bulls against this Pelicans team. And then the defense that was played as well. This this was a game where early in the first half, when the Bulls were you know going on those runs, responding to what the New Orleans Pelicans were doing, they set the tone defensively. They were getting out in transition. And this is a team where you have players like Dale and Terry out there with the Ios, with the Kobe's. Um, the, getting out in transition is just beautiful to watch. I really wish the Bulls would play with a quicker play, pace more often, but it's also how you create that that pace. You don't want to just run just to run, right? That's not something that we're that we want the Chicago Bulls team to do, but we do want them to to find opportunities to do that. You have players that, while aren't as creative in one-on-one isolation situations, right? Are, are really good in in that transition basketball, playing as a team, moving without the ball when they do that consistently. And that was that was really a determining factor in this game. Alice Crusoe with some amazing defense on Zion Williamson to force him to a to a, a solid night, right? He still he still was Zion. Let me be clear there. 19 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds. He had two blocks. He still had a very much Zion Williamson night, but he didn't completely kill the Bulls. And the adjustments that the Bulls made on Brandon Ingram as well in this game which we'll talk about here in a second, were key to the Bulls being able to pull away 
in that fourth quarter in, in the game for the Bulls. And so just really good effort uh, from this team overall. Solid production from the bench as well. And we'll talk about Dalen Terry here in a second. But one of the stories on today, outside of, you know, DeMar and Vooch really kind of leading the Bulls in scoring, was Ayo Sumu stepping up in a night where Kobe White just did not have it going. Kobe, 5 of 18 from the field. Ayo Sumu goes 8 of 15 from the field, 3 of 6 from three-point range in this game. And he talked about it after the game where he said this. Ayo Dosumu joining us after the Bulls beat the Pelicans. Ayo, another 20-point effort, another season-high eight assists. Can you give us a sense of how you're acclimating yourself to this particular style of play? It feels like it's suiting you a lot lately. I mean, it's just really pretty much trust in the work, putting a lot of work into my game, and, and, and really just... Oh, 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 oh no! Let's go, boy! Let's electrocute him, baby! I love it! Lawsuit, baby! Keep, keep him safe, man. Yeah. DT always on something right there. Yeah, I'm gonna get right. him back. Yeah, keep going, man. Just really, pretty much trusting my work and um and really just believing in myself. My teammates believing in me, um, believing in God, putting my putting my uh, trust into the Lord and just going out here and doing whatever um, He allowed me to do. Well, it does look like. You are content doing whatever Billy Donovan needs you to do, whether it's guarding a guy six foot two or guarding a guy six foot ten, like Brandon Ingram did. I thought you did a great job with him tonight. Yeah, I mean he's a, a phenomenal player. You know, in this league, you, you got to be matched up um, with anybody, any size, and um, that's what I want to hang my hat on, being able to defend multiple positions. And um, you know, one night last night it was Jalen Brown, and then today you got Brandon Ingram. You know. Um, and that's how it is in this league. You got so much great players, and um, as the league is involving, you have multiple different talents at different heights. And I just want to be a player where I can pretty much um, have my coaches trust me to guard um, any position. Well, talk a little bit about the three-point shooting. I thought, you know, last year you got off to a great start. You got hot, and then you kind of went through a cold stretch. But this year, you've been probably the most consistent three-point shooter on the team. Talk a little bit about what you did this summer to get that going the way it is? A lot of work, um, early mornings, long nights, a lot of work, a lot of film. It's pretty much just trusting my, my work. Put a lot of trust into my game, a lot of trust into my jump shot to have it be a threat and um, help, help the team this year. Um, a lot of credit to the, the, the player development guys here, um, the work I do at home um, with my dad and my brother, and um, pretty much you know, a lot of thanks to the Lord. You know, I pray, pray each and every night just to be able to, to get better. Um, my motto is getting better 1% each day. And um, I pray that he allows me to do that. And um, behind doors, they come out here and just trusting my work. And the thing with Io is that he is being called upon when it, well when his number is called upon to do more scoring. He's doing that at a much better rate than what he has at almost any other point in his career. But the defense that that he played on Brandon Ingram was huge late in that game. When you look at it, Brandon Ingram in the first half of the game had 18 points. He was seven to ten from the field in the second half of the game. 0 for six from the field, only four points. Ayo DeSumo's defense was such an important part in the second half of that game of getting the Bulls back into a position of being able to take this game away and win it. And you cannot overlook that at all from, from, from Ayo DeSumo. Ayo's growth and being able to now have offense that basically matches his defense uh, has been great to see. And Ayo has stepped up, and it's, it's getting to the point now where we can start saying things like Ayo has made a similar step to a leap that Kobe White has played just with his consistency as well. Over the last 15 games, Aldisumu's averaging over 16 points per game, doing it on over 50% shooting from the field, over 50% shooting from three, and adding in rebounds and assists to that as well. Aldisumu's out right now getting it, and he is playing an impact in the game in that starter uh, role that I just think you you, you got to spend some time talking about. And so, you know, when I was asked kind of 
a month ago, right? I can't remember who left the voicemail, but somebody asked if Io DeSumo could be the long-term starter next to Kobe White if and when Zach Levine is traded. And at that time, I was like, oh, well, you know, Io's role is probably better suited coming off the bench. I don't know if they're, if he's, like, really that starter next to Kobe White. Well, I'll tell you what right now. I'm not saying that for sure. That's what the Bulls do because you do need bench scoring. But if the Bulls came into next season and they did move on from Zach Levine in the offseason, which is as its own issues with actually happening. But if your backcourt, starting backcourt next season is Io DeSumo and Kobe White, that is a backcourt I'm excited to see how they balance it out over the course of a season. And this is more than just hot shooting from Io DeSumo. Io has absolutely been killing it this season, been consistent in his defense, been consistent when he's called upon offensively. And that 50% shooting from three is not going to maintain more than likely. But the fact that his three-pointer has become a legitimate weapon for a player that just wasn't like he always shot a solid percentage from three, but he wasn't a volume shooter for three. We're now seeing Io add that volume in to what to shooting the three ball as well. And that's helping change the Chicago Bulls defense. We I mean with the, the offense, you know that the Bulls, we talk about it so frequently. They're three they're they're way behind the pack as far as in the NBA as far as three pointers. Io DeSumo hitting in and if Kobe gets back in rhythm as well, those are gonna help those things go. So this is a night where the Chicago Bulls came in uh, short, shorthanded, as did the New Orleans Pelicans as well, missing C.J. McCollum. But um, the Bulls were able to, to to combat it and play enough. And Alice Caruso's defense on Zion in key moments, while it wasn't throughout the whole game, and Zion's a physical specimen and a beast, his defense throughout that game and in key moments for uh, on Zion Williamson really helped uh, dictate that game as well. And so this was a really good team win. This was a really good win to see from our Chicago Bulls. And let's hope that they can build upon it. Now, in talking about building upon the, this uh, this play, one player in, in, in particular I want to see continue to build upon what they've been doing, and that is Daylon Terry. Against the Pelicans, Daylon Terry made the most of it. Having a team-high plus-minus of plus 17 in only 15 minutes that he played, yes, he only scored two points, a one-on-four shooting, but you have to watch this game to understand the impact that Daylon Terry had specifically defensively and playmaking. He is showing that that kind of raw prototype that we saw from Dalen Terry, the, the, the raw skills that he really, you know, kind of looked like a deer in the headlights last season with. He's showing that he can do that now in the NBA level and is impacting a game in a positive way, attacking closeout, making the right pass at the right time, getting steals uh, there and, and, and creating opportunities in transition for the Chicago Bulls. That's it's it's special. While he can't create his own offense yet, and we'll see how that shot continues to develop for him over his NBA career, but one thing that Daylon Terry is doing consistently is making an impact now. And in, in a time where we're missing Torrey Craig, where we're missing Patrick Williams, this is an opportunity for Daylon Terry to show why he deserves minutes and to get on the court consistently for the Chicago Bulls. And hopefully Billy Donovan continues rewarding him while he's playing this way. Because Daylon is, again, it's everybody's is not going to be the stat sheet stuffer from for you, right? But Dalen is flashing an ability to, to positively impact the game, and it's even caught the eye of his, of his teammate, Alice Caruso. Caruso saying this, every time in the NBA you get an opportunity, you do one of two things. You either take it and flourish, or you kind of or, or kind of holds you back, and you don't take that next step. I think everybody on this team that is going to get this opportunity is good enough to take that next step and flourish. Uh, Alice Caruso also chipping this. I'm a prime example of that when I was in L.A. Lonzo got hurt the first time, and Rajon Rondo was hurt a little bit, and I just had to grind and take my seven and eight minutes and turn that into ten to twelve, turn that into ten and into ten to twelve, into fifteen, into fifteen, turn that into twenty, and ended up starting game six of the finals. Everything that went uh, that they want is in front of them. It's just about them taking the opportunity. 
And that is what Dalen Terry is doing right now for the Chicago Bulls. He is seizing the opportunity that's in front of him and playing and showing. Um, you know, he's proven his doubters wrong. A lot of people last year wanted to write Dalen Terry off as a bust because he didn't play much. And when he did play, he didn't look good, right? And as I keep telling and using my platform to tell people is that we got to stop writing the story on players and trying to dictate who players are and who they can be so early in their NBA career. You would think that we would have learned from that, from Laurie, from Kobe, to other players as well. Daniel Gafford, who's went away, right, and come back. Uh, uh, Bobby Portis, who always showed some things, but look at what Bobby Portis has turned into. We as Bulls fans have to stop. We have to cut the crap and stop uh, being willing to give up on our young players because they don't hit some predetermined uh, a milestone that we think that they should hit at a certain point in time or look a certain way that we think they should look. Now, I'm not saying that everybody gets this unlimited time to develop and grow. No, that is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that it does take time for players, and especially with AK drafting these raw prospect players that are going to need a lot of time to develop, you have to give it that time. You have to give it that that you have to give them that time to develop and also carve out a role. It's really hard to develop your, your skill set in your game when you don't even have a role. Dalen Terry right now, his role is just simply coming off the bench and being the energy guy, playing solid defense, getting out in transition. His passing game in transition is some of the best. Dalen Terry right now is impacting the game of basketball. The stat sheet isn't jumping out for you in any stretch of the imagination, and it's not going to. That's not what his role is right now. But what he's doing, the things that he's doing well, are helping the Chicago Bulls win games, period. And we want to see that continue for him. We want to see that continue for the Bulls. And listen, he's not done rounding out offensively yet either, right? He's only gotten to work a partial uh, postseason with uh, – with uh, our offseason, I should say, with our development coach, Peter Patton. And he's already, you can definitely tell, he's helped change Dalen Terry. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Shot considerably. And so, with Dalen Terry, you know, getting to work more with our player development staff and continue to get those opportunities to develop, that's what we want to see from him. That's what we want to see from all these guys. And I think if that continues for this team, we're going to be in an amazing position and in a great place to be able to continue what we're doing. And so, listen, Dale and Terry, in the season where we talk about the growth of Iowa, that we talk about the growth of Kobe White, Dale and Terry is now laying out a foundation of learning how he can impact the game of basketball. And by doing that, he can now go into the mindset with the mentality of, these are the things I did well. 
These are how I'm going to get better in these things. And these are the other things that I can add to my game to complement what I'm already doing well and to have some confidence going into the offseason for the Chicago Bulls. And that is when you're going to start seeing something special out of Dalen. You know, people have made comparisons to like Tony Allen and things like that. And I do think right now with what Dalen Terry has shown and gotten the opportunity to show, that's that's a fair comparison for him. And we'll be able to and we'll get to see how that continues to grow for Dalen Terry as well. But. Next up, we're going to talk about the bull schedule ahead, and we got the mailbag. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys. Well, we got a message from one of our sponsors, and that's Aura. I'm sure most of you know anyone can find anything on the Internet, including your full legal name and personal email, your home address, phone number, and even your relatives. For me, personally, I never took this kind of stuff seriously that people can take my personal data and use it for their own financial gain. Well, in 2019, I got my identity stolen, including my social security number and credit card information. And it was a total nightmare getting it all sorted out. From recouping loans that were taken out in my name and shopping sprees on my credit card, there are some really bad people out there. And it's sad to say, but it's true. Do a Google search for your personal information or someone you know and see if a people search site shows up. The information is easily accessible because of data brokers who profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spanners, and anyone else that wants to learn more about you. And so for me, protecting my and my family's personal data and information is at the utmost importance because of the terrible experience I had four years ago. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Aura. Aura will identify data brokers that are exposing your information and automatically submit opt-out requests on your behalf. They will even opt out of junk mail and telemarketing lists. Aura also monitors your emails and passwords to see if they were involved in any data breach and exposed on the dark web. Aura's app also features VPN, password manager, real-time credit card and identity theft monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your device from malware. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside one app, which is what makes it so amazing, so that you don't have to use multiple platforms and sites to protect yourself. Let Aura do the hard work, keeping you safe online, and if you sign up right now, Aura will give you a two-week free trial with my link below. You'll be shocked at how much your private information Aura finds exposed over two weeks. I was shocked at how much my information Aura was able to find when I was using the app. Go to Aura.com slash CBC to start your free trial. Also linked in the description, or you can scan the QR code here. Now back to the video. All right, so the week ahead for the Chicago Bulls, even though we already played one game on Sunday, we still have three home games in a row against the Detroit Pistons, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And these are going to be important games for the Chicago Bulls. Am I expecting them to win all those, all these games? No. Now, the Detroit Pistons game, you better take, take, take care of business against the, against the Detroit Pistons, right? The worst team in the league per record. You better take care of business against the Pistons. We cannot have the playing down to our competition. Yes, I know it's been a tough schedule. Yes, I know DeMar and Kobe led the league in minutes played. But the Detroit Pistons, you got to take care of that business. They've only won eight games on the season. They're 8-48. and 48. Let's take care of that business against the Detroit Pistons. But then the two games after that that we have, are games that you really have to look at and say these are playoff atmosphere type games for sure. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a team that always plays the Bulls tough. We have trouble getting victories against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Milwaukee Bucks. These are the number two and number three teams in the Eastern Conference. And while I'm not saying that the Bulls should be favored or predicted to win or anything, it's going to be an uphill battle, especially when you look at the fact that we're missing Patrick Williams and Torrey Craig. It's going to, like, the the the... The fact that the Bulls are going in there undersized, they're going to go in with a small lineup against two teams that do play traditional lineups. We're probably going to see some of uh, Andre Drummond and Vooch out there together but against both these teams. 
But watching the adjustments from Billy Donovan as well, I got to give credit to Billy Donovan in the game against the New Orleans Pelicans. He made some key adjustments defensively in that second half of the game that helped the Bulls win. Billy Donovan has to call a good game against these teams. He has to have this team prepared. And if he doesn't, it's going to be a long night against both those games. And this week can very much so end up 2-2 two and two with the Bulls winning against the Pelicans and the Detroit Pistons, but losing against the Cavs and the Bucks. The Bulls right now, with the standings in the Atlanta uh, Hawks right now, who did win their game last night despite Trey Young being out for four weeks, they have a two-game lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Now, you expect the Hawks to have a tough go of it because of missing Trey Young, but you never know. Sometimes teams rally together after their player, their star player goes down and they can get some victories. You'll see four weeks is a long time, though, right? That puts it to about, you know, the, the, uh, the what, like 12 games left in the season will be towards the end of March at that point in time. Not much left in the season then, but you you got to take care of business against these teams, and I want to see how the Bulls are going to perform against them. I'm not saying necessarily expecting wins, but these are the playoff-type games that are going to tell you what you really know, need to know about your team, right? And yeah, they're much better the teams than the Bulls. Like, the Bulls aren't even in the same stratosphere as these two teams, but as we're gearing up to postseason play, you want to see the Bulls play better in the playoff-type atmosphere games, and Billy Donovan is a big part of that to how he adjusts and 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 calls these games. And so, really difficult week for the Bulls. Um, it doesn't get any easier for the Bulls either, right? The Bulls got a, got a difficult stretch here. And uh, going into March is going to be really tough for the Bulls. And we're going to get to see a lot. After Milwaukee, we got New Orleans again, right? I'm sorry, no, that's the wrong schedule. Looking at the wrong schedule, looking at a different team schedule. After Milwaukee, we got San Antonio. That following Monday, that's a difficult matchup. We got the Utah Jazz uh, after that. And the Golden State Warriors, Clippers, Dallas Mavericks, Indiana Pacers. And the Clippers again, that is a murderer's row that takes us to the middle of March. From now into the middle of March, outside of the Detroit game, we are facing basically all playoff-level teams. And so how the Bulls perform in these games, man, is going to be a lot. You're going to see a lot of people kind of uh, make their predictions for the postseason based off this, and we'll see how the Bulls are performing it, man. But, you know, let, let's see. Again, let's stay with the week ahead first. We got those three games all at home, and let's hope that the Bulls can take care of business. But with that said, we do got a mailbag today. Let's go ahead and get into the voicemails for today. This first one, the only one, is from Corn. Hey, what's good, Tim? This Corn. Um, I wanted to, um, I wanted to uh, get something right. I think, um, I think you misheard or misread what I was saying um, with the last uh, mailbag, and um, that's my fault if I worded it wrong. I, that's my apology thing on that. But I was just saying Lonzo was the key, like he's the the key. You know, if it, three years ago before the injury, he was the key component. The, now we know he is. Now we know he finds. I ain't like he was the key like that. He ain't he ain't gonna be that when he come back or anything. I'm saying that he's the key component for when he ain't move on from his contract. Because to me, I don't know why Acme is still holding on to this man. But I always felt like once they finally move on and move Lonzo's contract, that's when they're gonna start making the moves with uh, I believe Zach and you know uh, Demar Drummond, you know. Whatever, but that's what I bet. Like by that, I always felt, I always said, I always felt like he is now the key component of the reason why Acme is trying to keep this team together, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't do that. Um, I know you heard me when I said on my last one that I feel like Acme is now to me worse than Garden Pack. They got to prove something to me. Um, until then, to me, they worse than Garden Pack. But I didn't mean it like Lonzo the key. Lonzo, even if he does come back and play ball. Um, he ain't going to be the key anymore. He's not going to be the Lonzo that we know and all that. I know that. And, um, you know, unless he's, you know, 
Well, whatever he does, and, you know, some miracle, he do the uh, Adrian Peterson and, you know, come back, then, okay, you know, but I don't feel like he's not, like I said, this man lucky to be walking around doing that and everything else, you know. Um, like D. Rose said one day, um, he was at the point that he was like, you know what, I don't want to play like this because I want to walk my son or my daughter um, down to marriage, you know, so I still want to have my legs. So that's where I think Lonzo at. I don't think Lonzo the kid anything uh, on the court or whatever. But wherever for the players to start getting moved, he is the key component contract. Once we move on from Lonzo, once we move on, we can finally, finally see athletes start making the moves that they should. But I think first they have to move on from that contract. And, again, I don't know why they're holding on to that contract. But appreciate you, King. Like always, man, my bad um, if I, uh, you know, misled or said something that, you know, because I don't think he's a kid anything anymore, team. Bless. And I did definitely mistake what you were saying there. I definitely thought you were saying Lonzo is the key. Now, you adding that and saying moving on from Lonzo's contract is the key, I actually agree a lot with that. Because Lonzo Ball, having a $20, $20 million contract that you're not getting anything out of, is a huge thing. And if Lonzo, for some reason, is not ready to go by the start of next season, to me, the Bulls have to file the career-ending injury exception. There's no point why not to at that point in time. He's clearly not coming back that season if he has another setback in his recovery. And at that point, you add $20 million to your books or you take that away from your books, however you want to look at it. And that adds to your cap space to be able to maneuver a little bit better for the Chicago Bulls. At that point, they're not as tied up against that luxury tax line which could create a, a lot more opportunities for the Bulls. So I do think that, you know, if Lonzo is not ready to go, if they do try to ramp him up, if he's not cleared by training camp, the Bulls have to file that disabled player exception. Now, the downside of that is that's much after free agency. All that would be done by then, but that could open up some trade opportunities for the Bulls, right, to absorb some contracts at the trade deadline that, that creates a part where they don't have to take back or they could take back more salary in the Zach Levine trade if they do that. There's a lot of opportunities for it. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, from what I know about AK and the Chicago Bulls, their first priority is that if Lonzo's ready to go, they're going to play him, right? That's just what it's probably going to be more times than not. But if for some reason Lonzo is not ready to go, if he's not prepared, he's not, he's not ready, and they do file that career-ending injury exception, I think that that's going to that's gonna change the Bulls. And, you know, maybe they look to make that decision before the start of free agency, right? Maybe they look to bring him in, do some workouts to see if he can get cleared around the draft or maybe a couple of uh, weeks after the draft. You have that time period between the draft and free agency starting. That period between those two times may be where the Bulls look to make a determining factor on Lonzo Ball's situation and what's best for the team. And we'll end up seeing what happens. I know a lot of people are holding out hope that Lonzo Ball can come back and be this impact player. There's some de definitely serious doubt around that. And so let's hope. Now, as far as your doubt around AK, here's what I'll say. AK and Eversley, if Eversley's still here going into next season, I think those rumors around him getting the Charlotte Hornets job are legit. But if he is, if they, they are still the front office here, the clock is ticking. Not necessarily on their jobs. They're going to be here for a while. They're going to get a decade plus probably to, to, to work it out. But they have tons to prove. You built an initial team that was cool, right? We, we liked it. You got the Bulls out of the pits of hell, but then we went right back in, and your ability to adjust from that has been lacking. The, Bull, the, the Bulls front office has tons to prove. Now, I'm not saying they need to do it all in one season, but we need to start seeing the signs that the ship is being corrected and that we can start seeing better play from the Chicago Bulls team, and we're not just a team just fighting for a playing spot anymore. And that may come through taking a step back to take that longer-term step forward that I've been talking about a lot on the channel but we'll see. Great voicemail there from Corn. Thank you for clarifying that because I definitely 
uh, was was kind of, I thought you were saying something else in that last voicemail, so thank you for that, brother. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.